Hello and welcome to another episode of the Third and Gold podcast. I'm Rob, your host, and as ever, I'm joined by Dan and Fred. This is the 10th episode of our 32 Round the NFL Team Season Reviews. And today we are talking about a team who finished third in the four donkey race that was the NFC East. I'm sure this team would have fancied their chances in this race uh, prior to the start of the season, but it wasn't to be. Matters weren't helped by losing their quarterback to a season-ending injury in week five. If you've not guessed it, today we're looking back at the 2020 season of the Dallas Cowboys. And to guide us through it all, we're joined by Cowboys fan Steve. Thanks for joining us, Steve. How are you? You're welcome. Yeah, I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, good, thank you. Very well. Yeah, good, thank you. So, Steve, you finished the 2019 season with a 500 record, coming second to the Eagles in the division. Um, you've got a new head coach in uh, Mike McCarthy. How did you view that hiring and what were you hoping for heading into 2020? John, I think, I think Jason Garrett had kind of just run out, run out of gas at the end. It was like, you know, he was almost begging for a last chance. And I can see why he was begging for the last chance, because on paper, particularly going into draft, we didn't have, we didn't have certainly a bad offence and we didn't have a terrible defence either. And I, I, you always felt that Jason had it in him to maybe do something, but then it just never happened. It just never materialised. So I think Jerry then went for someone who's won a Super Bowl and he thought, I'm not going for a young head coach. I'm going for someone older, wiser, been in the game a long time and I'm going to put my resources behind them and give them, well, probably three years, but I think it would be more like two if he doesn't do something this season. Um and, and and do that and then move on if he has to. So I, I, I suppose was I I thought it was a good hire actually, McCarthy. I thought yeah, I thought he was decent. Um but then you had to raise your eyebrows when Nolan sort of crept out of the wardrobe um after a long time in hibernation and then the defence played like they'd been in hibernation with him. Um so yeah, I, I didn't think it was a bad hire, but I, I, the jury's out, and this season will tell a lot. Yeah, I mean, talking about the defence, one thing I saw was uh, Jeff Kavanagh of 105.3, the fan on the radio.com. I don't listen to it. and I, well, So where have you pulled that from? And Yeah, I know, deep research. So <laughs> I, I, I doubt anybody else here listens to it, or probably even did a bit. He, he started calling the Cowboys prior to the season, the Team 40 Burger, basically saying that their high-powered offence could be expected to put up 40 points a game against most teams, and that would be enough in a shootout to win plenty of games when you take into consideration the poor offence and the amount of points that you're expected to concede. And when you look at your first five games, you were posting 31 points or more in four of your first five games, although you still ended up two and three at that point because you were still con- conceding loads as well. So, I mean, after those first five games, what were you thinking? I think it wasn't just on, on the D. The offence was, was handing, handing the ball over all the time. Zeke was putting on the ground, which is very unlike him. Um, we made mistakes here and there. I, I argue Kellen's play calling was bad at times. Um, and I think actually some of the play calls were flat out stupid. Um, 
you know, the the fake punt where we ended up. I mean, that was after Dak went down, but just some really, really silly calls. And and it's like we beat ourselves in the first three games or the first three losses, certainly. And it's kind of like, what what are we trying to do here? Um, and Madi couldn't get it together at all. So it was like, well, we're scoring loads of points, but we're also making mistakes. And then the D just just can't do anything. There was nothing. On, on the offensive side of things, I mean, surely, you know, there was no real need for silly play calling because you had such a talented offence, didn't you? Particularly up to the point where Prescott got injured, that surely just simple football would have would have seen I, you through, you know? Yeah, I think sometimes like, when I say silly play calling... You've got Zeke Elliott and you've got Tony Pollard and both of them are decent at running the ball. Mm. And you're on you're on third and two and you've got Dalton in and you want to sling it. And I'm like, well, okay, I get we've got good wide receivers, mm. I get. But we have, we have massive problems when I think Jarwin going down at tight end, although Schultz did step in and do well. I, I can't say he didn't, and it's probably a good thing. But I think when you look at the um, position changes in the offensive line uh, throughout, but it was just it was carnage. I think there were twenty different combos within the offensive line throughout the season, and it was something that the Eagles fans were giving me stick for and saying we've had fourteen different combinations. And then I looked over and there's like twenty, and I was like, yeah, twenty. And I just think we were. We were giving up the ball a bit and kind of just, but we were still scoring a lot of points. And I felt that we were going to win the division. I thought early days, I thought we're still going to win this division because it was a garbage division. And I Mm. agree with that. But I thought we were the best team in it. And I still think we're the best team in it going into next season. My, my, My mind hasn't changed on that. Did you feel it was going to be a rubbish division going into the season? Because, I mean, I'd have thought the Eagles would have been better than what they were. Obviously, they were rubbish in the end. But, you know, obviously, you guys look okay on paper. You can't have thought it would be as bad as it turned out. I think if you still look at the Cowboys on paper right now, without any draft signing, without any drafts or free agent signings, the Cowboys look the best on paper out of the four. If you look at the Eagles, they've got no weapons on offense, really. There's very little at wide receiver for them. The Giants, it's very similar. And then they lost Barkley. So as soon as they lost Barkley, that was tough. When you lose Dak, you lose a lot of momentum. You, lo- you lose the leader as well. And there's loads about Dak and this, and he's got paid too much and everything else. But we'll probably touch on that later. But um, I, I just think we'd add in enough offensively to, to be that scoring team. But then we had nothing backing that up on D, which which looked anywhere near stopping anyone. And it was it was. But well, D is what I wanted to touch on because you lost Jarwin early in the season. You lost Dak in what week five, I think it was. Yeah. Um, the player for me that made the biggest actual impact, especially on the start of the early season, was losing Leighton Van Der Esch, um, yeah. who played game one. You give up twenty points. He then missed. Two, three, four, and five. You give up 39, 38, 49, and 34 points, even though you won. Other than week six, he didn't play a lot. You give up 38. They're the worst scores you gave up all season by quite a long way. And your defense wasn't wonderful, but I think missing him probably done you more harm than missing Dak did, in my opinion, because you showed in the second half of the season 
you could kind of get by without Dak as long as your defence could keep you in games. Yeah, it kind of is a get by though. And Dalton's a good quarterback. I don't, I don't have a problem with him. I'm, I'm not. I'm not out there hating on Andy Dalton. Um, I think you're right. I think Jalen Smith had a bad year for whatever reason. Um, I don't know why. Um, he plays far better when he plays with Van Der Esch. Van Der Esch has got this neck injury, which which keeps um, either going to collarbones or somewhere else. And I, I don't know if he's ever going to be the full, fully fit enough to play a season. And that's a problem. Um, mm. Because he is very good. There's no doubt about that. Yep. Yep. And, him and him and Smith together have proved they are very good. But then last season, it was just... Smith didn't have a good one. We also changed changed the style of the D as well, and it just didn't suit them. And they looked like they didn't want it. So, I, I, not they didn't want it, but they they looked disorganised. I thought a bright spot was um, Diggs. I think he was decent, and I think he's going to be good. Um, but he he you know a bit raw. Because you lost Gerald McCoy as well, didn't you? I think that was preseason, wasn't it? Preseason, he went out. Yeah. Uh, they, they signed Poe, and then we went for these big sort of um, defensive tackles. It just didn't work. Couldn't they? Couldn't move. Couldn't stop the run, mm-hmm. um, and no one could break up the pass. So we, we just we just didn't look good. And I'm not sure it's as much the players, although there is need, there is a need to reinforce there, but as as the sort of coaching. And I just think moving from a four three was was a little bit. I just didn't enjoy it. I thought I thought Alden Smith did pretty well. Um, Randy Gregory, when he came back in, did well. But you know, are they going to be consistent? You know, and do the job consistently is the sort of question. Um, I mean, when we get to week five and you you lost Dak for the year, what were your thoughts at that point? Were you you know were you still optimistic, essentially based on the division you're in and? Andy Dalton, or did you think you know it's going to be tough from this point moving forward? I thought with Dalton we'd be okay, but then you know we lost Zach Martin, um, we lost um, Lel Collins, we lost basically Joe Looney for a bit. We lost pretty much the offensive mm-hmm. line, and they were playing um, I think four rookies at one point, or, or, or rookies and unsigned, you know unrestricted free agents stuff and kind of it just was makeshift and Andy Dalton with all the best win in the world he did his best and he didn't do a bad job but he was playing behind second and third choice offensive line and any any team I don't care if you're Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers whoever you are Mahomes you're going to struggle if you lose your offensive line you're going to struggle and plus your tight end um and then what was weird to me is the sort of shift away from Zeke. I don't really get it. I don't know if that's planned. It's sort of like we've got one of, on paper, one of the best running backs in the, in football and we're not letting him run. But it's and interesting got- you say that, Steve, because like halfway through the season, Zeke Elliott, looking from the outside in, was getting a lot of stick in the media, getting a lot of stick from Cowboy fans, but you seem to speak quite positively about him. So I was sort of quite a bit surprised by that, because obviously I don't follow the Cowboys too heavily, but everything I'd heard was sort of slating him. So what's your opinion? It's tough. And the trouble is with, with I'll get some stick for this, but with Cowboys blogs and everything else, 
is there's too many lunatics on there. Um, who basically, <laughs> like, it's a team, man. It's that and the other, and they get so excited. And and there's a lot of hate, and it's always like we want to blame someone. Let's blame. So so they, let's attack Jason Garrett for the last three years. One of the most honourable, decent men, probably men in the world, let alone football coaches. He's just a good guy. He's there's nothing wrong with Jason Garrett as a person, as a man, right? And yeah, we lose some games, but. You know, this there's like get used to it. Oh, Lever Clapper needs to die and all this. It's like <laughs> yeah. perspective here. With Zeke, it's like, what can the guy do if you don't give him a ball? Yes, he made some mistake in early games, but if you're not giving him a ball, well, they know you're not gonna give him a ball, so you can't do play action. And then it's basically get through the porous offensive line of, you know. Whoever, Knight and whatever, Biage, and go through them and get to the quarterback because there's nothing else. So it's kind of like, and then they were trying to get him into little um, safety valve plays, just toss it off to him and that. And it's like, you could see his heart wasn't in that as well. He wants to run the ball and he wants to run it up the middle and out. He wants to run like that. And then, and they weren't doing it. And I don't know if because we've decided, well, we've got, We've got Lamb, we've got Cooper, who's one of the best route runners there is. He's fantastic at running route. He just is. And we got him, and we got Gallup. So let's throw the ball. And if that is, then fine. But then you might want to think about trading him and getting someone else in who can just do that five-yard run or, or just the, the two-yard runs. So just on Zeke, I didn't realise Zeke only scored one touchdown after week five when Dak went out, and that was in the last week of the season, in week 17. Yeah. He didn't score a rushing touchdown other than that after week five. And which is shocking because you're like the guy will get in most things, you would think. And and, honestly, and you say you like you weren't giving the ball. Actually, looking at his attempts, he was running at fourteens to twenties early on. And he was still running at nineteen, eighteen, twenty one, ten, eighteen. So he was still getting the same attempts. He just wasn't yeah. the same runner. I, I just don't I don't think yeah, but I don't think that's enough. I don't think, but what I'm saying is, yeah, I'm not saying he wasn't getting the ball. I'm saying it wasn't enough. And when they were giving him the ball, they they were kind but, of not reading the defence properly. And I, whether that's Dalton or whether it's Kellen Moore's in experience, I don't know. But I'm, uh, I'm not yeah. working out the numbers, but just looking at last year, he only ranged from 12 to 20 most games last year. And the production was, was far greater. So... It's interesting how perception differs sometimes, right? Maybe. Maybe. But I was just... What I was seeing was they weren't... They were in weird situations not giving them a ball. So if you're hmm. third and two, give him a ball. Hmm. So I, I don't... I don't get the... Let's look for a long one downfield to Gallup or something. Don't get it. Yeah. It makes sense to yeah. me. Because hmm. if he gets one yard, then you can go for it. For, for, for you'd back him to make two wouldn't you in that situation you'd back two. him to make two so maybe it is maybe it's his production's dropped off I think Pollard also is another interesting factor um, mm-hmm. and when he played the, pretty much a whole game on his own did very well um, yep. but then he comes in and out cold and then you're like well how it's a, I kind of look at like players who don't play football on a regular basis like round ball and it's like they, they struggle to get in the flow of it. 
And, and then you wonder about a second running back, how easy it is to be able to come in and do it when literally they're coming in as a bit part of the end of every quarter. Because you mentioned this, you know, at times it looked like his heart maybe wasn't in what he was trying to do. And a lot of the stories that would come out was he's got a big contract, so he don't really care as much as what he did when he was trying to win that big contract. But I guess you don't think that's particularly fair, Cop? I don't think it's fair, but I also don't think his production's been necessarily what it should have been over the last two seasons either. Um, I think maybe you can say this season, you know, maybe from... So in my perspective, looking in, I was thinking they're, they're changing. They're not looking to him as much. I mean, he did put the ball on the ground a lot in the early games. He made some mistakes. I mean, you're wondering, my mate, his mate's gone out, you know, in in week five. And you, and you just wonder if he thought, oh, well, that's that's it then. He's over. Maybe. I don't know. I, I can't speak to his, his mindset or <laughs> the agility of Zeke's mind. But I know that he's a player. And I don't get why the, why the, you know, a bit of a move away and also a bit of, he's not he's not making the runs he was making. Yeah, I mean, how do you see, I can, like halfway through the season, I can remember looking at Pollard was, seemed to be playing more than Zeke. And I'm looking at the stats now and Elliot had 244 attempts for 979 yards. That's an average of four yards per carry. Pollard had 101 attempts, 435 yards for 4.3 yards per carry. When I can remember looking at it mid-season, I think that yards per carry average was, there was more of a gap and Pollard was, you know, maybe pushing closer to a one yard per carry more than what Zeke was. And, you know, Pollard's, he's not done a bad job, has he? No, I don't think he has done a bad job, but I think what I'm saying is maybe they could rotate them a little bit more and give Zeke a bit more rest, give Pollard a bit more and and just do a bit, a bit more efficiently. But I've got a feeling we're going to move to a real passing offence with Dak running the ball when he sees an opportunity and trying not to get himself injured. It should be a really all-round yeah, yeah. offense, though, shouldn't it? Really, like the ability and the weapons he got, you should be able to pretty much do it all. But you would think so. Yeah, you would think so. Um, I, I'll be honest, I'm not sold on Kellen Moore. I'm, I'm not. I, I don't know. I, too many strange calls for me, and whether that's coming from Mike or Kellen, I think it's coming from Kellen. But I, I'm not sold. Not 100. percent Okay. But, so this. Is- Zip back for the season. You had to buy at week 10, going into it two and seven. You come out of it, beat the Vikings, easy job, three and seven. Chance against Washington then to really stake a claim in the division, and you got blown out 16 41, right? So that must have been quite a tough break to regroup from to try and have that final push. Because by that stage, I think everyone knew that the NFC East was, was there for the taking for whichever team wanted to come and take it. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was just poor. I, 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 you can blame the injuries. You can blame defense not knowing what what it was doing. Um, who played? Call, I can't remember who played quarterback in that game. Was that a game where? Which was the game we had? Um, the, no, that was Dalton that was week. It Dalton in that one? Amazing. Yeah. I mean, Washington put up forty-one points, and Smith's only thrown one hundred and forty-nine yards and one touchdown, yeah, one yeah, interception. No. Like, what? What went so wrong? Like. 
See, no, they get 41 points out of 149 yards. It's easier to what what went right. What, what you know, there, there's nothing went right that day. Um, just we couldn't get the we couldn't get anything going at all, and just same old, you know, story of last year where we had serious injuries on the offensive line, and and I remember the game and Washington were just pouring through us. Not much Dalton could do. Yeah, I mean, after after you lost to Washington, you then lost to the Ravens, but then you went on a three-game winning streak, beating uh, the Bengals, the 49ers and the Eagles. And at that point, you did still have a chance to to win the division. You had to go and beat the Giants and you needed the uh, Washington football team to lose. But, you know, if things had gone your way, you could have topped that division. Going into that last week, we had hopes hanging by a thread or did you think that there was a good chance that you could pick that top spot I thought we'd beat New York and I thought the Eagles would lay down and die which is what they did <laughs> I do but you didn't beat New York just to go back <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was a big contentious yeah. issue wasn't it in the press afterwards yeah sorry I thought, I thought we'd win our game and they would yeah literally lay down and die basically <laughs> which is what they did and I think it's just, yeah, poor. But there you go. Yeah, so that's pretty much how the season went. I mean, I do, you know, I've got... Some... Just, sorry, just before we move on from the season, because you did a really good job, Rob, at the start of grouping those early games all together. And I'm dying to know how week two... No. Such little time on the clock. <laughs> the Cowboys' perspective as to how they come out of that game with a win. No, like, I'm the host this week. I've got to veto that. Can you know, yeah. Talk about that game, Steve. If you Rob, don't Rob doesn't like talking about it, and he's he done a really good job. I noticed at the start of lumping them few games all in together so that we avoided it, but I, no, it's no. too good an opportunity to miss. I thought it's nobody would realise. It's such a good one, because it was a game where we were, again, defensively terrible, um, and we won because... Because he kicked it like a little watermelon, and no <laughs> falcon fell on the ball. Fall on the ball, and then and then yeah. Dak was inspired. And the thing is, there's a lot goes on about Dak in garbage time and this, that, and the other. I don't, I don't buy it, and the stats don't bear it out either. But there you go. But that's another. That's another. <laughs> but um, my, I, I have a bit of a question for Rob, I suppose. In that, um, what are we getting in uh, Dan Quinn? Really, it's someone I'd like to know. What What are your thoughts on that? Or are you going to just be bagging him? <laughs> no, I'm not going to be bagging him. I mean, like, I think he's a he's a great guy. Um, all the players loved him, looked up to him. I think all the players were, you know, disappointed when he was relieved of his post and probably felt that they let him down. And I don't think there was anyone in the building that wanted that to happen. The owner Arthur Blank was. You know, equally upset, I think, that he'd had to let him go because of, you know, what a great guy he was. But, you know, being a great guy is not is not enough, is it? You know, he's been, an, he's been a good defensive coordinator um, for the Seahawks during the Legion of Boom. He came to us and, you know, he sort of... The fans took to him as well because of, you know, the way he spoke in the media, the sort of guy he came across as. You know, you can't knock him mm-hmm. as a person. He took us to a Super Bowl. 
I think between him and Thomas Dimitrov since then, you know, some of the coaching hires that we've had have been questionable. Some of the draft picks have been questionable and they've ramped the cap space up and we're now like sort of, you know, feeling the, the pain of that, especially with the cap cutting. But, you know, I think in a, I think it was time for him to leave the Falcons, but I think as a defensive coordinated role, I think that, you know, there's a, he could do a great job for you. There were some concerns, you know, he was calling the play on defense um, last season for the first half of the season when, you know, we couldn't win a game. He then handed it off to one of his assistants um, and the defense started performing much better, which, you know, probably doesn't reflect too great on him. Um, but, you know, going to a team and getting that defensive coordinator job, you know, I'm not going to slate him. I think for me as a Falcons fan and having him as a head coach, you know, I think the jury's still out, but I wouldn't be disappointed if I was a Cowboys fan. I wouldn't be ecstatic either. I think it probably falls somewhere in the middle and just see how it plays out. I, I, I'm quietly optimistic about it. I actually think if you go back to his time at Seahawks um, and the fact that you guys did get to a Super Bowl um, and played some good football in that time, you know, I, I, think, I think he's a good hire as a defensive coordinator. I'm not take that head coach pressure off him and let him just concentrate on one side of the ball without yeah. stress. I think that's the thing. I think he probably, after the Super Bowl and the high of that and then the pressure to stay at that level probably got to him. I know that he had to bring somebody in for clock management because he said he it was beyond him because I think, you know, it was there was just that much pressure on him that clock management just sort of went out the window. Um, so, yeah, so I think, you know. Keeps him back. Sean McVeigh is someone who cuddles him back from the pitch. You know, he has he has <laughs> he has, he, uh, he has a, a, a willy wiper. He has all sorts. Of, uh, <laughs> do, they, do they do they go on the salary cap now? Those guys or <laughs> they're under the salary cap. They're all right. <laughs> the Saints are in enough trouble. If we start adding those odd jobs in, they're screwed even more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'm quite optimistic. I just think he'll make a difference. You go back to four three. Um, and I think he'll focus on that and he'll want to do a good job because he'll want another head coach and go, I think. Um, but not everyone's a head coach. Some people are just fantastic coordinators. Yeah, well, I mean, it seemed to be, you know, he was doing a good job and then I think since the Super Bowl, it sort of tailed off for us and, and obviously that's had an impact on, on him as well. Um, but, you know, as a Falcons fan, I, I've got nothing really bad to say about him and, you know, I hope he does a good job for you. Yeah. Anyway, back to the so, Cowboys. Um, yeah, Dax just got paid, I guess. Well, one thing I want to touch upon before we get to that and sort of next season yeah, is go on. I've got some defensive stats here. Um, oh, <laughs> so, you trailed by, or lost games by 14 or more points in a franchise record seven consecutive games. Now, obviously, you can't put all that on the defence because if you know there's got to be some of it on the offence putting points up as well. But you allowed 57 touchdowns and 473 points in the season, which are both franchise worse. So the defense does look, you know. Yeah, I mean good. that's that's why I said the other day. I said Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat, and I I really genuinely think he is. If we don't 
go deep in the playoffs this season, I think Jerry's going to pull the trigger because he has no massive loyalty to him. He had Don't a lot- say pull the trigger around Jerry. He'll take it literally. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is... If think, this is Texas after all. If you think about the coaches that Jerry's, Jerry selected, Jason Garrett was kind of his boy. And he selected him, pulled him out, gave him a chance. And he Jerry was almost being stubborn about it and thinking, he's my guy, the guy I've chosen, he's going to win me the Super Bowl. Right? So it was almost like he wouldn't let go. Mike McCarthy, you've won a Super Bowl, go and do it again. You had the worst defensive record last season. We were terrible. That better change this season. If it doesn't, you ain't going to be here. So I'm not saying definitely, but I think he's got two years max. Um, and and it has to be a very deep playoff run. Um, because with that offense, and I think what generally we do in the draft, we generally do well in the draft. We generally have a decent draft. Taco Charlton aside, we don't talk about it. Um, when we could have had TJ Watt. Um, but I, I know people take the mick out of us getting CD Lamb. I, I genuinely think that was still a good deal because I think he's going to be a serious, serious player. So, you know, I think we'll do a good draft. My, my question around the Cowboys is always a free agency, and we're a bit cheap, and we never go after the studs and maybe that would be nice just once in a while but then we have just paid Dak which leads you nicely on segued perfectly right Ooh. so it's been coming for a number of years Dak's contract or not coming um, what's, what's changed how they managed to get this deal over the line now has someone given up and tried yeah. to help out because it seemed a uh, Place, right? Uh, you want a little, little bit skew with there, but um, I think what's happened is they've seen a future without Dak and panicked. Not panicked, mm-hmm. but just gone, hold on a sec. <laughs> we we got to do this deal. Do you and think it's gone both ways as well? Because Dak has now hurt himself and realised mm-hmm. that he doesn't have the security of a contract. So do you think they've yeah. both given a bit? And do you have any concerns, yeah. Steve? Compound fracture and dislocation of the right ankle. Yeah, you know, in theory that you come back okay, but you put a lot of strain, a lot of pressure on the ankle. Is it, you know, something that concerns you now? You've paid him all this money to. Um, as someone who has very bad ankles, there's a lot you can do to stabilise them mm-hmm. in your legs. Uh, uh, in your legs <laughs> <laughs> to stabilise them with with stuff. So, yes, it's a concern because he isn't just sit in the pocket and pass it kind of guy. He does like to run the ball. He's good at running the ball. It's, it's a weapon for us. Um, I, I, so there is obviously a concern. I don't think they'd be paying him this money if they had one bad report come back on his rehab. And if he, if the guy he is, he will work till he, till he drops to rehab and come back stronger than ever. And I think... There's a lot of like talk about Dak and the deal and everything else. And it, it's really simple. And Cowboys fans are going, oh, why didn't we trade for Russell Wilson? Like people saying, and whatever. Okay, well, Russ is 32, but also he's 
quite little. Um, <laughs> he's a great quarterback, by the way. So don't get me wrong. But if you don't have Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, or you don't have Tom Brady, there's not that many better quarterbacks than Dak Prescott as a man, as a leader, as as someone in the dressing room, and what he can do on the pitch. So we're not going to get those guys. You know, you're not going to go and pay that sort of money to get Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes, and Mahomes has got on a 10-year deal. So, you know, I'm not going into my thoughts on people like Lamar, but, you know. <laughs> Great running back, isn't he? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Run around playing football that I don't enjoy watching, but there you go. Um, I I think it's a good deal for the Cowboys because for four years, we know who our guy is. And it's as simple as that. And that takes him up to probably another contract. And then let's see where we're at. So looking ahead to next season as well, then free agency, you said, you know, the way concerns with the Cowboys are and you're hoping you'll get a good draft but you know what positions and need have you got that you want to see filled I'm a, I'm a bit different on this and I, I kind of it's tough because a lot of people would say secondary um, I'm, I'm kind of with Dan in that I think we need a linebacker a good one um, we do need a safety Um probably need a couple of corners and we need um i think we need on someone on the offensive line as well so i think there's quite a few positions and and i think we could always do with a tight end if there's one going in you know a good one but there's you know past pits there's there's not it's funny because i think you're in a different position to many teams many teams end up the draft looking for skill players yeah. to fit holes You've kind of got those now. You need the, as you say, the secondary, the linebackers, the linemen, which actually I think you might find quite a few going to free agency very shortly as well. I think the linemen, especially on both sides of the ball, are going to be heavily hit with this salary cap and yeah. there could be some experienced ball pluggers coming about. I think I think depending who's who's where at, at number 10, and I... Oh, I, I cannot be bothered with these mock drafts and everyone doing this like little mock draft of who they... And I've done 100 <laughs> to get myself like four first-round picks. Yeah, well, that's reality, isn't it? I mean, if I want fantasy, I'll watch draft day for 134th time. Um, it, it kind of, to me... And I look at them all on Twitter and everything, I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Until until the day happens, you don't know who's going to drop where. You don't know who's got character issues. You don't know anything. So I've seen like names like Sewell drops to ten. Yeah, I don't no think, chance. but no. maybe I don't think so. Patrick Sertain drops to ten. Yeah, fine, take him. He's good. Um, Pitt dropping to ten. Do you take Pitts because he could be that good at that position? Um, yeah, I. <laughs> It's a weird one, and you you genuinely don't know what the Cowboys are going to do because they they do it quite well. But you you genuinely don't know. You're all, I'm always sat there going, I ain't got a clue who they're going to take it. <laughs> um, so, and that's in the first round. They get to the third round, you're like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. I I think they will bolster the lines with experience and fill in corners, safeties maybe linebackers with um, 
with drafts. But I could even see us trading out of um, the first round, actually. I could, but I don't think we yeah. will. Or back, certainly back. Hmm. But it kind of, yeah. I mean, I think I'm 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 fairly fairly positive about next season. But I I look at the division and it will depend what they do. But I think the Eagles have to do a lot. The Giants have to do a lot, and Washington are improving all the time. Actually, um, I'm glad we didn't win the dri- win the p- division now because of where we're picking. Um, but I wish we had at the same time because I always like when we win it, and I always like winning in the playoffs. And I also think it's important. I know other people are like, no, I just want to get you know, I want to tank so we can get to the Super Bowl in six years, which doesn't yeah. happen. So. so- so really quickly then, you're positive for next year. What does next year look like? What success look like for you next year? What success. do you as a fan say is good? Winning division comprehensively. Easy. Wins. Easy division. Wins minimum, <laughs> I think. 11 wins. Yeah. Wow. I think it'll be more actually. I think it'll be 12. Now I know why you're a Cowboys fan. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's whoa. (laughs) I I think eleven wins is what's necessary. Um, Okay, what's realistic? (laughs) I think (laughs) ten. Well, we've got him from twelve to ten. If we see him another ten minutes, we'll get him down to six. (laughs) (laughs) Then we might be able to talk, Steve. I don't think the division's going to be as bad next year. I think it's going to be bad still, but I, I, but I still think we'll be the best team in it, and I think we'll win games. And I think with okay. Dak, I think the defence will be better. Um, I think we've got a hell of an attack, and if we get a offensive line back, I, there's not that many teams that are going to hang around with us. Fair enough. Yeah. So double-digit wins is a good year. Yeah, make and and make a deep run in the playoffs because otherwise Mike McCarthy is going to be under some pressure. Fair. Well, all right. Optimistic, if nothing else, and we'll uh, we we'll look forward to seeing how it unfolds. Dan, Fred, any final questions? No, I'm oh, good to see. Thank you for your time, mate. That's yeah. great. Well, that just about wraps it up, Steve. If you want to plug yourself on, if you're out there on Twitter or anything, and you want to plug yourself so anyone listening to this can find you on there if they wish. They don't want to find me. Um, <laughs> um, it's it's at Steve Galton, but I don't say a lot. I just sort of like various NFL and rugby and football stuff, but that's about it. I don't don't get involved in this pod malarkey. <laughs> and yeah, here you are. Yeah. I, like, I just like a guest, and we're so much wiser for it. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, yeah well, thank you, everyone, for listening, and thank you again, Steve, for joining us and talking about the Cowboys. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers.